Coming up on the RV Podcast. There's a new land development in Tennessee for RVers. Pro tips on RV trip planning, leaving room for the serendipity. The most dangerous national parks. Hot weather camping tips. RV industry news, camping meal planning, and much more coming up on episode 459 of the RV Podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. Hello, my dear. Hello, Michael. Are you all recovered? I'm getting there all recovered. I think even Bo was a little worn out from our trip. We had a long week of camping and a lot of fun. Uh, hey, we should remind everybody that you can watch the video version of our RV Lifestyle uh, podcast on our YouTube channel. And we'll have a player built into the show notes. So you can just go to the YouTube RV Lifestyle YouTube channel and find us there. And, of course, if they prefer an audio-only version, you can hear us through your favorite podcast app. Uh, and we also have a player for that at RVLifestyle.com. So lots of ways to consume our content. Well, um, can you believe it, Jennifer? School is starting this week in many southern states. I know. our grands, One of our grandsons is uh, starting school. Yeah, but the day it, of this podcast, and lots of other folks are are all around from the southwest to the south. It's just where is the summer gone? It's gone so fast. Uh, we just spent a very fast week in northern Indiana, uh, a shakedown week in our new RV, our new Montana high country. Uh, we were in beautiful Shipshawana, Indiana. That was fun. It was fun. If you haven't been to Shipshawana, I would strongly recommend it. It's a fun place to go, and you really need that shakedown trip. I think nobody could believe that that was our first time, really, in the rig. Should I confess? Hmm. Well, I suppose you can. Well, I guess when I confess, I have video to prove it. Mm -hmm. um, so a couple of months ago, we were, no, it was at the start of the year, we were in Tampa, and it was one of our first long trips in the fifth wheel, and we got to the campground, and I wasn't paying attention, and I turned the wheel too much, cranked the, the, the fifth wheel too much, and it smashed out our rear window. Talk about embarrassing. What an, what an entry. And we were in a campground camping with a bunch of uh, other RVer, YouTubers and influencers, ambassadors from uh, Keystone RV, and uh, boy, did that spread around the campground fast. Well, yeah, you had a, you made a, you came in with a bang. Yeah, I came in with a bang, and then we did the same thing last week. Same thing. We were camping with uh, a couple dozen of these guys. These are RV pros. In fact, you'll meet many of them in the in the program coming up today. These are RV pros. Most of them are full timers, and as we were pulling in, there were probably thirty of them watching me from our common area right across the way. And uh, you know, I get you get nervous when everybody's watching you and you're backing in. And fortunately, this was a pull-through site, but I wanted to straighten it up and make it look perfect for all these folks. And so I was going to back it in. And I was chatting with a few of them here and there. And I got out and I forgot that I had unhooked part of the of the of the kingpin from the hitch. It was still in the hitch, but I had taken the the lock off of it. And when I went to back up. Well, 
you can listen to it on the audio or if you're watching the YouTube video, it was all captured in posterity, for posterity. Watch this. Uh, you heard that noise. Now, it could have been worse because what happened is the is the uh, kingpin came off the hitch and it and it all dropped down. And the noise you heard was it dropping down. But fortunately, I had left the front leveling jacks uh, almost, they were almost completely in contact. So it didn't drop far, it dropped a couple of inches. It didn't do any damage to my truck. But if you've been around RV campgrounds a long time, you probably have seen a lot of pickup trucks with damaged tailgates and, and beds, the beds of them. This is because that's what happened. So I guess we can count our blessings that it didn't happen. But you got to say that when we go to those ambassador events, we will be remembered, right? <laughs> they could probably sell tickets to see what we did and didn't do right. Oh, they can just grab a bag of popcorn and a chair and wait for us to come. As you can see, somebody was actually videoing me uh, going to g backing up. And I figured, well, you know what? It's a lesson to other people. And so the lesson is don't let me back up your RV. Um, <laughs> and if you can do it yourself, make sure you don't get distracted by other people and you follow the right procedures. But well, no damage was done in the making of that video that you just saw. So we're so glad. So what happened is you pulled in and then I pointed out where the... Um, drain was yeah, and yeah, you decided you wanted to get a little closer to it so you were going forward backward forward backward and i think the crowd kept coming as you uh kept going forward backward yeah, wondering what yeah. you were up to yeah well they knew we arrived let's just put it that way uh, it was it was a fun trip um we really enjoyed our time there we'll have a video on ship and in today's podcast, uh, one of the, the our interview of the week, we we interviewed uh, a bunch of the the couples that were there. Many of them are on social media, and uh, we asked them a couple of questions about trip planning. Um, we have always been serendipity travelers, so we'll go here, but maybe we'll go here first. And uh, these were these were the RV pros. They are all pretty intentional, but they do leave room for serendipity. So they, we asked them for some tips and tricks. And, I, and you'll enjoy meeting them all. It's a good group of people. And they'll be in our interview of the week coming up. Yeah, so it was a whole bunch of folks who travel around, except, like you say, they were full-time living in their big rigs. Yeah, yeah. And we're kind of new kids on the block with the uh, bigger rigs. Yep. We do enjoy this new rig. We really have enjoyed it. We will have a complete video tour of it. Movie length. Get some popcorn. It'll be released uh, the this Saturday on our YouTube channel. So... Uh, be sure and check that all out. Uh, it'll be a complete tour of our new Montana, our Montana high country. Couples coach. Uh, a couples coach. Yeah, that's what they call that. It's, a, it's really ideal for couples and there's room for guests and everything. And uh, we just, we, we had a great week in it. We really, we call it our condo on wheels. <laughs> I'm calling it our home on wheels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a it's little a bigger guy. than the other one. It is a, a big, it feels like a big guy. Hey, many of you know that we have been um, big fans of Middle Tennessee. We have some property there for our RV and a development called the Woodlands of at Buffalo River. Well, that development uh, sold out. It was a huge development on the top of a mountain. And, I mean, it sold out. All of their opening, their lots that they had available uh, sold out. Well, we have news of a brand new one, and it's not far from there. Yeah, it's a town not that far away, and uh, it's southwest of Nashville, mm -hmm. and there's going to be more lots, and the exciting part is September 2nd, 
people can go check this out. This is a 5,000 acre development. It's kind of the same basic terrain uh, as the woodlands, uh, beautiful, beautiful scenery. This is in what's known as the horse country uh, that is south and west of Nashville. They call it Nashville's big backyard. It's still about 90 miles from Nashville's, maybe about 12 miles from the woodlands, uh, 12, 15 miles near the town of Hohenwald, uh, Tennessee. And if, if that sounds familiar and you've uh, been a long time RVer, Hohenwald is where they make Oliver trailers. Uh, really neat little uh, all fiberglass trailer, very popular travel trailer. Lightweight, um, really sharp, big following. And they make those there in Hohenwald. But it's right near the Natchez Trace. Oh, that's so exciting near the Natchez oh Trace. Oh my gosh, you're right. That's, you know, you're just a couple of miles from the Trace. Uh, I said it was a 5,000 acre, and um, they call it the Reserve at High Forest. That's kind of a cool title. <laughs> and they're going to, it's going to be much like the Woodlands. Uh, they have parcels available from five to 67 acres in size. They start at 89.9. That's what we paid for our lot, our five acres at the Woodlands. Um, the thing that we that that's so rare about these is besides the beauty of the area is there are no restrictions it's your property you can use it your way it's just beautiful scenic scenic areas so just like where we bought you can have an rv lot you can build a home you could build a cabin you could a barn dominium you could leave it empty whatever you want to do with it you're pretty much free to do now we just found out about this so this is our first announcement of it uh, and September 2nd will be its first public showing and they do it um, by appointment only you have to go to their website and call them you can find the information at rvlands.net rvlands.net and you can be one of the first to see it if you get a quick call to them and make an appointment for September 2nd um, and uh, there's financing, these big discounts, uh, rvlands.net. We'll be telling you more about this, but uh, it's, it's pretty cool. The Reserve at High Forest. And I'm going to want to go check it out. Yep. Uh, and we may go check it out in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yep. So um, lots happening. And uh, the other place where you would really find out what's going on in the RV world is our RV Lifestyle Facebook group. We are... Uh, this week, we will turn 210,000 members on our Facebook group. That's like herding cats. Oh, and, and, it's, <laughs> and, and thank you to our moderators. We have a team of volunteer moderators. We always need new more. If, you're, if you have experience moderating a group and you want to volunteer to help us with that. But it is such a repository of great information about RV, uh, the RV Lifestyle, the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. Uh, Wendy Boyer is one of those moderators and uh, she does a weekly report for us here on the podcast that kind of uh, runs down all the latest happenings and the social media buzz that we see on the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. So let's check in with Wendy and see what we got this week. Have you ever thought about buying something new for your RV? But first you just really wanted to hear from a real RVer who had already purchased it to see what that person thought? Well, that was the situation for Josh last week. Josh posted that he was thinking of buying an awning shade and asked if anyone bought one and what do you think about it? And he shared a picture of what he was thinking of buying. Um, the shade was like a screen that attached to the end of his awning and kind of went down to the ground to increase the amount of shade around his camper. 
and boy, he got a lot of answers I thought really helpful. And the overwhelming majority said this was great. It worked. It was a wonderful investment. Um, in fact, one person named Jay, he said it was the best thing he'd ever bought. So lots of responses there to that question. And just a good tip for anyone else who was uh, maybe thinking of getting one themselves. Next, I'd like to share with you a post from Henry. Henry said he has a 40-foot toy hauler, and he said it's really hard to find a big enough fuel station where he can go fill up and not get stuck. So he asked the group, are there any apps that can help me, or do any of you go to the trucker lanes when you're getting fuel? Well, he got more than 400 responses to his questions, and by far the majority said, yes, we do use the trucker lanes. Um, that's where we fit. It works great. No problems. And there were also a lot of helpful suggestions for him about apps. Uh, one of them was Open Roads app. And many people said, why don't you get some of the gas station apps so you can see what's coming up down the road. Uh, Bucky's, Love's, Flying J, Pilot were a few names that were shared with him. So lots of good information in that post as well. And then finally, have you ever been camping? You're trying to enjoy yourself outside the rig on a beautiful day, and there are flies everywhere. Um, I know I've had that experience. And it must have been the type of experience Erica was having too, because she posted last week um, and asked for some tips. She's like, how do you keep the flies away from your camper? And she wanted some homemade suggestions, any ideas that might give her some relief. And she got a lot of responses, hundreds and hundreds of them. And uh, they were all over the place and kind of interesting. They ranged from things like get some basil, apparently basil plants, flies don't like it, to get those fly trap bags that you can find at places like Walmart. Many people said those work super well. Um, some said get a fan or two just to keep the air circulating so that the flies can't land. And then one that I thought was interesting that appeared over and over again as a suggestion was to get a clear plastic bag, fill it with some shiny copper pennies, put water in it, hang it up. Many people said it keeps the flies away. Uh, very interesting. I'm not sure how that would work, but many said it works for them. So thought I'd pass that on. And that is it for me this week. It's just a small sampling of what's being discussed over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. I'm Wendy Boyer, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, Wendy. It's always fun to hear what everybody's talking about. And I enjoyed the talking about awning shades because we saw one this past week when we were camping and we looked at it and found it very intriguing to give you that extra shade. Seemed like a good way to use your money. And you don't realize it lots of times how hard it is when you got the big rigs to get gas. What are you going to do when you got those big rigs? Have you ever wondered about how these yeah. <laughs> people pulling these great big long things, how they get their gas and apps and things that they need? So lots of good things and flies you know we always doing the battle with the insects so it's fun to be on the a page and read and learn from others yep you can get to it just uh, go to rvlifestyle.com slash facebook um, and uh, join our Facebook group. We would love to have you be a part of our 210,000 member Next week, community. 220. <laughs> it's, uh, the other day they had over a thousand people asked to join in one day. Now, those moderators, see, we, we keep them busy. We keep them busy. Uh, we also want to check in with uh, Eating Good on the Road. And uh, Jerrica Ma has uh, been our editor for CampingFoodRecipes.com. That's a sister blog we opened up a couple of months ago. 
everybody wants to find good eating on the road, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes it's it's a hassle. And uh, Jerrica is just an expert in trip planning and what what you need to make an easy meal on the road and a good tasty room. She's got a really good one for him for us this one. This yes, week. the squash recipes. It's that time of year. All right, Jerrica, tell us this recipe this week. Hey, camping foodies, Jerrica here with CampingFoodRecipes.com. And I don't know about you, but what I struggle with most whenever planning a camping menu is figuring out the side dishes for the meals. So today I actually have an excellent side dish that goes with lunch or dinner. And in fact, you can make it into a meal in itself and I'll tell you how. Um, but this recipe is a fresh summer squash casserole that's made with stuffing mix and uh, cream of chicken soup. But if you're a vegetarian, you can actually swap out that cream of chicken soup for cream of mushroom soup and you're good to go on that. Um, but this dish is really easy to make. You do a little bit of cooking on the stove, then you pop it in the oven, um, and you just end up with this really fresh, family favorite of a side dish that can go with anything. Um, you can even make it in advance. It freezes and, um, and refrigerates quite nicely, so you can heat it up once you get to wherever you're going. Um, and, as I mentioned, you can even make it into a one-pot meal, or a one-dish meal, um, by adding cooked chicken or cooked turkey to the casserole before you pop it in the oven. Um, or you can do as I've done before and you just stop at the store, grab a rotisserie chicken and serve that alongside with this dish. So it's, it's a really easy go-to meal for every single camping trip um, that it's definitely worth checking out at campingfoodrecipes.com. And I don't want you to forget that you can submit your own favorite camping recipes through our website. Uh, we'd really love to see um, you know, your family favorites, your camping favorites, your go-to make-ahead, um, freezer meals, anything that you like to take um, with you camping. Um, go ahead and share that on our site and we get to share it with our community so everyone can enjoy it too. So that's it for me this week, but I will see you next week with our favorite camping food recipe of the week. All right, summer squash. That's a good side dish, and you can make a whole meal out of it, like she said. Yeah, you can. Campingfoodrecipes.com is where you find it. Yep. All right, when we come back, uh, our interview with some RV pros about how they plan their trips. The one thing that can ruin a perfect RV trip is a bad mattress. And believe us, we know. Over the years, we've tried many and found them all wanting until now. Now, we sleep on the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Quite simply, it's the best we've ever slept on. We chose a queen-sized Aurora Luxe medium firm mattress that arrived tightly rolled in a box. All we had to do is put it on the bed, unroll it, and wait for it to recover from the compression. Then we put the sheets and the bed covers on, and we found we slept so well on it that we ordered another one for our home. That's how comfortable it is. Our sleep is now so luxurious and deep that we can't imagine using a different mattress. Shipping is free, and if you're disappointed with the current mattress in your RV, you owe it to yourselves to try the RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding. Brooklyn Bedding sends out all of their RV mattresses from their own factory in Arizona. That means they're able to use premium materials at a reasonable price for you with no middleman bringing up the cost. And right now, if you visit rvmattress.com slash rvlifestyle, you'll get the maximum discount off your mattress with the promo code rvlifestyle. Again, use the promo code rvlifestyle for a big discount on your RV mattress. 
by Brooklyn Bedding. We're sure you'll be as thrilled with your RV mattress by Brooklyn Bedding as we are with ours. It really is the most comfortable mattress we've ever slept on. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's time now for the interview of the week. And this is a series of interviews actually we did last week with these uh, Keystone RV ambassadors. These guys are pros. Right. They, they are pros. They live full time in these RVs. And so what they've learned over their years, their time on the road, different situations that they've had to face and figuring out how to make it work. And I think what I really like about these folks is they love, that's why they're ambassadors for, for Keystone. They love to help other RVers as well. And uh, just super nice people. We uh, met a lot of them in January for the first time, and then we were able to recamp with them. Recamp, I like that word. <laughs> That's a good word. Recamp with them last week in Shipshawana. And uh, as we were just listening to their collective wisdom, we decided that uh, they needed to share that with our audience. So uh, we're going to talk to them. And we started off by asking them about how they plan their RV travels. So meet, uh, meet our friends, the ambassadors from Keystone RV. Hi, we are Derek and Lindsay Lane from Lanes Less Traveled. All right, so you guys are part-timers, long-timers? We were full-time and now we are part-time. Okay, yep. intentional travelers or are you more of a serendipity? Hey, look, let's go this way. <laughs> Both? Yeah, I would think, I would say more intentional. Yeah. You have to plan it a lot more now that we are not full-time. Full -time. But if we get into a certain destination, then we can be more serendipitous, like just kind of branch out to yeah. go where we want like, to go or just follow the whims. But yeah, so a good mix of both. I'd say more intentional. Yeah. How long have you guys been doing this? Uh, since 2018. How many states? Oh, we should know this. 26, I think, is the last time we checked. Uh, I don't know. It may be more than that now. We need to check. We need to check on that. So we get questions all the time from people and they always begin hey my boyfriend and I or my spouse and I we are gonna sell everything and get an RV what advice would you give them? <laughs> we would say don't sell everything we um, got off the road in 2020 which was a terrible time to rebuy everything yeah. so keep a bed a couch and maybe a dining room table <laughs> yeah. then sell everything else would you sell everything and do this? Tell people to go just do it? Oh, in that oh, yeah. sense. Yes. Yes, do it. The way we sure. looked at it was what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You just, you don't like it, and then you go back to what you were doing before. Yep. So, and if you so, don't try it, you'll never know. And you're going to live with the regret. Yep. So who do you all travel with? So we started out with five kids on the road. With five, <laughs> five kids on Five the kids on the road. At the time, they were seven to 17. Um, and now over the years, our oldest two are doing their own, doing their life. own adult life. And so now just three kids. Do you homeschool? Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. My daughter did that for our two grandchildren. They, oh, they both good. are going into college now. That's awesome. Yeah. She wishes she could homeschool in college. Yeah. 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 <laughs> kids said no. Yeah. That's I've always great. been homeschooled. Um, so you road school then? Yes. We do. we do. For those who have families, what's the benefit of that? So <laughs> it brings learning alive. Absolutely. And so the cool thing is, is we can sit at home and we can read about a place, but then to get to go experience the place and 
see it for, you know, this is where Abraham Lincoln lived, or this is the waterfall that we read about in Yosemite, and here it is, we get to hike to it, you know? So it just brings learning alive. Yeah, and it that also was... makes the schooling more flexible because what she did a great job of doing is, let's create the lesson out of the destination that we're at. Where we're at, we can look and see what is the history of the place, what's the nature around us. You can just make a whole entire study. Just, about it. And then it comes alive again because you're yep. looking at it, you're touching it. Yep. You're seeing you guys it. look like you don't regret any of the decisions you've made. We do not. Never. So, like, beyond. Hi, we are Tom and Beth Boswell. Our venture awaits. So instead of adventure, it's an RV at the beginning of it. And we have been. Uh, on the road for three and a half years. The question is, as you plan out, how far in advance do you go? Okay. Are you serendipity yeah. or are you intentional? We're, we're, we're intentional. <laughs> yeah. we, we are planners. We do, we like to plan ahead, especially for the holidays, making sure that we're somewhere we wanna be on the holidays, but we definitely yeah. plan out about a full year. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, Sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> you just go with the flow. Yeah, we've made a bunch of changes this year. And just different things we wanted to do. So yeah, yeah we've so done that. Yeah. Now, um, have you ever done serendipity travel without reservations? And let's just go and then <laughs> let's go to let's go west. We really have not done that. We probably should. It yeah. might be an adventure to, to think about. That would be an adventure on it <laughs> on its own. Yeah. Our, our rig is not set up for total boondocking unless the weather's good. If the weather's nice and we don't need air conditioning, we're good. <laughs> then we could do it for several days. Yeah. But what are your favorite tools for planning your travels? Well, you have the um, the, the RV, RV Life. Life. We use the RV Life app, yeah. and then uh, we still use the old RV Parky app, mm -hmm. and then the KOA app and uh, we like harvest host a lot harvest host harvest host and then google yeah. <laughs> so we get in and just try to find different uh, so we're, we always check reviews we're too. recording this in early august of 2023 right where are you going to be uh in the middle of february in 24. we hope to be in florida we want to head down yeah, south that's our plan yeah. we have reservations in florida yep how far do you guys get reservations ahead of time for that, we have to do a year, at least a year out. Yeah, that was a year ahead. That's of time. down in Florida. You have to book early. What happens? People will ask if you get sick, or if the rig breaks down. What happens to your schedule then? Well, it de it depends on the on the uh, on the actual well we event. Have, we did have a situation a couple years ago. I was on my e-bike and I fell and broke both my wrist. So everything had to change. We had to, I wanted to get back to Maryland at that time to my doctor. So we just, we left a couple of days after I was seen by a doctor and got back to Maryland. So yeah, it's like, sometimes you have to change the schedule around a little bit. All right, last thing, if, if you're gonna give some advice, we see this all the time on our Facebook group. Somebody says, hey, my boyfriend and I, or my wife and I, we are thinking of selling everything, getting an RV and going full time. What would you tell them? Do it. Just do yeah. it. Get oh, out there and I, just do it. I think I would say <laughs> rent one or borrow one. Get out there. Spend a little bit of time. Make sure 
that you're good with spending time with your significant other in a small space. And that's, we love spending time together, but at the same time, she was really looking forward to spending some time here and getting some girl time. So, well, I say, you know, get out there and enjoy the adventure. There's so much to see in this beautiful country of ours and just to explore and just see everything. It's just beautiful out there. Now, how long will you guys keep doing this? Have you talked about that? Yeah, for, I think as long as, as long as we can. Yeah, yeah as long as we, we can. can. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever Until time our, allows. Until something happens, our circumstances change yep. to where we can no longer afford to do it, where we don't have the health to be able to do it. Yep. So your serendipity is if an emergency happens, then we deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otherwise, we're staying according to plan. We're pretty much scheduled. Yep. You know, I mean, it, it's okay to schedule, but I think it's also good just to go on the fly and just go and do what you want to do. We had a had a problem with our slide, with that particular slide a, a couple of years ago. And uh, I made some changes. we made some changes and we ended up camping for several months with only being able to sit on two thirds of the couch in the back of the rig. <laughs> so, it works, it all works. So we weren't able to use the dinette, we weren't able to use the dinette. <laughs> so the you guys are pretty flexible though, in terms of, you know, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, we are. So but, it's like, and, and that's one of the reasons we bought this particular model was that we can get to the bathroom and we can get to the bedroom and we can get to the refrigerator when the slides are in. It's like, if you can get the food, sleep, <laughs> <laughs> you got it made. You got it made. And so. you meet the greatest people out there on the road. You really we do. You really meet, meet the nicest people, and yeah. it's just been so much fun. How many states have <laughs> you been in with your RV? I, I think we've got like 42. Yeah. I think it's about 42. Yeah. You have a rule that you have to spend the night in yes. the RV? Yes. Not driving through? Right. We stay the, at least The one exception night. to that was Hawaii. Yeah. Because for our 45th anniversary, we took a big, expensive trip to Hawaii. <laughs> And we said, that'll count. This'll count, that's good enough. We're gonna count it. Hi, I'm Shyla. And I'm Charity, and we're Dash of Adventure. And we travel in our Outback Travel Trailer 2022. And you travel with? We have two children, Jolie, who's 10, and Jet, who's seven. Yeah. And our three dogs and two cats. And two e-bikes. And two e-bikes, e yeah. How long have you guys been on the road? Just about a year. On the 15th, it'll be one year, so okay. getting close. So you've been on long enough to, to know the difference between serendipity and intentional planning, and everybody seems to want to be serendipity, but <laughs> what what is the practicality of that versus being intentional? What are you guys? Pretty split, but probably got more intentional, right, Shay? I think we have a little bit more intentional. Um, however, we've been known to, to um, change up our plans last minute. Um, you know like for instance leaving here we've just changed our plans so i mean still heading in the same direction but we're gonna stay in one park for a few nights and continue our way up to Mich up through michigan how far out are you guys planned in advance um roughly we're planned out until the beginning of april and then we have a rough plan of where we're going so again it's more of like a rough itinerary but i guess i guess we're pretty Maybe we are pretty intentional. <laughs> so, yeah. so many people uh, contact us all the time and say, hey, we're, we want to go full-time. We want to sell our house and we want to get an RV and go full-time. Yes. Um, do you have any advice for them? Do um, it. Well, we are 
probably, I mean, we're probably not rare in how we did it, but for us, it worked <laughs> well. So we did, we sold our house. We sold 90%, if not more of our stuff. Yeah. Um, and we decided to hit the road and for us, it worked out great. We love our life on the road, but, um, and we had no camping. I mean, I shouldn't say no. I've never been in a RV before we hit the road. I'd never had camped a single day in my life in an RV. The first RV we've owned. So it might be a little bit of a crazier story for us than it is for most. But um, yeah, I say if it's really, if you're feeling called to make a change and do something as freeing as living your life, traveling the country and beyond, I say go for it. Why, why RV if you've never RV'd before? Um, I love traveling. Um, I had done two previous road trips and Shiloh and I did one of those together yeah. across the country. Um, and they were probably one of the most thrilling and adventurous things I'd ever done. So we'd always known that we wanted to travel and eventually travel in an RV. We initially pictured it as in retirement. Um, but, um, well, we, we wanted to a, show our girls, yeah, you know, there was a few them, things that like, changed travel bug, you know? Yeah. So we decided you, why not now you guys work on the road. Shiloh. Works. I do. I do some medical billing remotely on the road and, uh, it works out great for us. So the biggest challenge to those people who were thinking about doing it. Um, I think it's just committing, deciding yeah. to actually just do it. There's it's, a thing called, and I wonder if you've been on a lot of called decision fatigue. Yes. Have you experienced that yet? Um, we didn't because from the time we talked about it as just a simple idea to actually having our house sold, it was less than four months. So we literally just made <laughs> a, a decision it. and did it. Mm -hmm. So if you're back and forth and you're really strongly considering this, but you're a little bit nervous, just try it. You know, maybe don't sell everything if you're not sure, but you know, make that choice within the first year if you're all in or not. Are you, um, are you your homeschooling the girls? Yes, yes we are. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do you both do that? Mostly, yeah. A little bit of, yeah. a little bit of both. With her yes. working, you know, I'll do a majority of it, but we're, we do a good balance of. And the kids have friends wherever they go, it seems like. Everywhere. They've made so they many do. connections. Uh, yeah. They keep in touch. Do you Messenger. think you have um, more of a community now than before? I do, actually. Yeah. Yes, that's absolutely. very interesting that you asked that. Yeah, too, because that's it, a really good question. Puts it in a different perspective, but I, I would say yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah. People think that it's a lonely lifestyle. It, yeah. It's, I, it, I suppose yeah. it could be, but it, it, it could, could be. Yeah. And I'm sure in certain situations, certain maybe locations even, or certain campgrounds, you know, or boondocking might be a little bit more isolating at times. But yeah, absolutely. I think we have built more of a community now than we even had at home for many years. It's true. Yeah. Which we still have great friendships where we left, but I think we've created a great community um, of people around us. So I am Steve New. And I'm Don New. And together we are Our Road to Camelot. Right. We've been traveling since May of 2019. I retired and we've been on the road since. So what, that makes it four and a half years. Yeah. yeah. So here's my question. Sure. Um, are you an intentional planner or are you a serendipity traveler oh, he God. is an intentional planner <laughs> i try to be spontaneous <laughs> i really try but <laughs> but i plan I, he does he plans I mean, out the whole thing i was a teacher for over 20 years so everything is planned out months in advance and i'm the spontaneous one yeah but as it. you know traveling on the road spontaneous things happen so, so yeah. you know it's like well that's not gonna work so you gotta find something else so. yes, but yes. it's been great you yes. know I think the best part about traveling on the road and being full-time is visiting friends and family seeing parts of the country that maybe we heard about or read about in school 
or from friends and actually going there and seeing them. I think that's yeah. the best part. Yeah. What, what caused you to decide you wanted to go full time? That's a pretty drastic step. We have been RVing since probably the second year of our marriage. We've been married 46 years, so we've been RVing for 44 years. And I grew up doing that. I mean, I was that kid in a tent out on in the high Sierras camping with the dad. And then he bought a trailer and the kids still were outside on the tent. So yeah. that was I've never RV'd, it. you know, uh, I grew up in, in Hollywood and, and uh, stuff. And so RVing wasn't my thing. Uh, until we got married and I got with his family and, and we would caravan. We would actually do caravan yeah, with his fun. family. And it was fun and, and we, we really enjoyed it. And, and we started fun. out with a gateway drug called a tin trailer <laughs> <laughs> and moved up from there. Yeah. <laughs> but traveling, I think, what started it was um, when he retired we were living in Las Vegas. And the one thing we decided was we were not retiring in Las Vegas. No. You know, so we thought, you know, we love traveling. Let's do that. See where we want to go and what we want to do. There's a lot of people who have read stories like yours and ours, and they say, we're going to do that. We're going to sell our house, everything in it, get an RV. And maybe they've never RV'd before. Do you have some advice to them? Yeah. Rinse. Uh, Cruise yes. America. <laughs> Try it out. Don't. Don't spend a lot of money at first. You don't yeah. have to be in this to start with. Right. Uh, try it out first. Because yeah. you may decide that this is not for you. And then maybe get by a used, do an extended trip, maybe a month or two before you finally jump in full. Because yeah. it was- never RV'd, that's the best Yeah, thing. and truthfully, we would do one Because people think it's something simple, first. you know, yeah. and it's not. You know, it takes a lot of work to set up and yeah. tear down and, and, and it's, travel. It's and, not a year-long vacation, and a lot of people yeah. don't realize that. Yeah, it's, it's not. You know, you have downtimes where you're just getting life done in between sightseeing yeah. here and that there. That was my day-to-day. But life yeah, done. yeah, pretty much. How do you get life going? We're Jimmy and Lisa with Finest Camping, and we have officially been on the road just about three years in October, and we have been full. We have been RVing for 17 years now. So you guys have been around, but here's the big question. Are you um, detailed, uh, intentional planners or serendipity travelers? Uh. Yes. <laughs> and so yes. I used to be a very detailed, organized plan, plan, plan. And then there were more and more occasions where life happened and all my plans had to be changed and we had to just fly by the seat of our pants. So now we tend to do a little bit of both. I say I nail our plans down in jello and we kind of go from there. And then every once in a while we'll do it just to fly by the seat of our pants. Where are we gonna go now? Let's just pick up and go. But I try to have a rough plan anyway. What do you guys use for your trip planning? What tools do you have? We use RV Life Pro, RV Trip Wizard. Yes. So I usually plan big trips. I plan on the computer and then upload them through the app on our phone and it goes to the um, navigation in the truck. So it'll come up on the display. Do you guys have like assigned jobs or do you just by default, does one person do one thing? I drive, she navigates. Yeah. <laughs> I plan the route and pull it up on the phone and he does the driving. Unless he's tired and then I'll drive, but we don't let him plan. Well, in all of you, <laughs> why is that? <laughs> why is that? I, I am terrible he, with, with, yeah. with, with navigation. Uh, He's I'll, terrible I'll, with direction and, and he doesn't enjoy it. I like making a plan, so. Is that why you're kind of more serendipity? Because you just don't want to... 
I would rather buy, fly body seat in my pants. I don't like to stay anywhere longer than, you know, a day or two, maybe a week at the most, and then I'm ready to go. So I'd rather just get in the truck, and when I'm tired, we stop and we go, we stay there for a couple of days and we see what it's all about. So this kind of brings the question that, you know, in every uh, relationship, there are uh, two different personalities at work. How do you guys mesh your style, your preferred style with, uh, with Lisa's preferred style? I just go her way. It's just easier. That's that not so. Like I will, if, if we're going to be near home, so near the family, I try to stay a little bit longer. Um, if we're just out and about, I try to keep it shorter because that's what he enjoys. And I don't really care. As long as he doesn't mind packing up and driving, that's fine. We can do that. Um, but when we're home and spending time with family, I like to we sit, pretty much clocked, sit down for a little bit. We clocked about 100,000 miles in the last three years. Wow. So it's quite a bit of drive. That when we go lot. out west and do big trips, we try to just stay two or three nights in a place and then move along. That, that gives us time to see an area and then check out the next one. And it gives us the opportunity to go, you know what, we didn't do this. So next time we'll do that. And then we come back another time. Now you have certainly met a lot of new people out there on the road. Uh, we see all the time people say, hey, I'm going to do that. I'm going to just quit my job and uh, <laughs> we're going to buy an RV. What advice would you give all those people? Well, what we've learned now is we want to tell people don't run out and buy that brand new $100,000 RV anymore. We think it's better, just like we started, start small, build your way up. If you don't like it, then you can always get rid of that. But if you have a $100,000 RV, as soon as you pull it off the lot, you're going to lose a little bit of money on that. And, <laughs> and then lost. you're stuck in it. So buy, the, buy what you need just to get by. And if you don't like it, you can sell it. And our first one was only, what, $15,000? We sold it for more than we paid for it. So yeah. we didn't lose anything. So and that's chances what we are your first one's not going to be the no, one, the, the perfect one. one for you. And you don't really know that until you get into it. And you're like, oh, well, I wish it had this. And this thing over here that we thought was so important, we don't really use it. So I think you need to buy something used or smaller, you know, what you think you need to begin with. And then make your list of the big one is going to be this. And you're never going to know if you like it unless you try Until you try it. So here's the question uh, that we were just were talking about. Um, if you could go back, knowing what you know now about the RV lifestyle, and tell yourselves uh, one thing when you were first starting off, what would that be? I would say we're going to love it. Because I was the one that he was like, let's get a camper and let's do this. And I was going, whoa, we've never really been camping. I don't know. That's a, you're going to spend a lot of money on something. And what if we don't use it? Which is why we started with a pop-up. And I probably would have just said, skip the pop-up and let's just go for something bigger. <laughs> yeah. Because the kids loved it when they were little. And we love it now. And now the community we have built over the last couple of years is just amazing. So I wish we would have done it earlier. I wish we would have started full-timing earlier not camping we camped for a long time but yeah but good the, lifestyle. the community is lifestyle. the community is amazing it truly is well you can see why we had a good time camping with these folks and uh, we look forward to joining them on the road and you can join them on the road if you see them out there too yep and if you look in the description for the video or in the show notes we'll put links to all of their social media and you can follow them there as well when we come back it is the rv news of the week please stay with us when we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries 
that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battle-borne batteries are protected by a 10-year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. All right, now it's time for the news of the week. And the first is a sad story. Uh, Lake Mead National Recreation Area in Nevada has the sad title of the deadliest national park in the nation. You don't want that title. Sounds like one of those reality shows, Deadliest Catch, Deadliest National Park. Right. So between 2014 and 2021, records show that 145 people died there, most of them from drowning. And then the next national park on that list was Grand Canyon. I would expect that with 97 deaths during uh, that time period. And I can see mostly medical related. I wonder about your heart and going, snake bites. I, you know, who knows? I don't think any snake bites, but going down that, that <laughs> canyon is, you know, when you go down that canyon, that is, you got to come back up and that's pretty, there's a lot of exertion and then the heat too. Oh yeah, the heat. Yeah. And then third comes Yosemite with 94 deaths, mostly medical related. And then fourth place was the Great Smoky Mountains with 80 deaths, mostly caused by motor vehicle accidents. And if you've been to the Smoky Mountains, you can understand that. Now, uh, the, it sounds like, you know, are they really dangerous? But considering the millions of people who visit each year, the numbers are, are actually pretty low, but people love to keep track of all that stuff, and so we're just passing it on to you. Um, I was kind of thinking about all the motorcycles by the uh, Great Smoky Mountains. Yeah, there are a lot. All those curvy roads and motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, another national park uh, made some kind of weird news this week, and that is Zion National Park. And if you're going there any time yet this summer, uh, be sure to keep uh, pets out of the water there. Uh, and be aware that there's a lot of water warnings that have uh, been uh, reported. Um, three bodies of water have what's called cyanotoxins. Cyanotoxins, I think I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, the North Fork of the Virgin River. North Creek and Laverkin Creek. Uh, cyanotoxins, cyanotoxins are um, a bacteria. Sometimes they call that blue-green algae, and it is dangerous to pets. In the past, dogs have, have died from exposure from drinking it. Uh, more common side effects uh, in people, too. Uh, headaches, vomiting, eye, ear, nose, throat uh, irritation, and in, in rare cases, seizures, but particularly dangerous to pets. So uh, that's at Zion. They've got warning signs up, but you know what? You want to make sure your pets are on a leash and you don't let them drink out of those waters. 
The next story is from Emory Bay Campground in Montana, where officials had to get campers out of the area where they were camping because of wildfires. That seems to be a lot of wildfires these, this year. And the fire was only one of many in northwest Montana, causing Flathead County to declare a state of emergency. And the fire risk uh, is to be raised by officials to extreme. Mm. Mm, and uh, cooler temperatures are expected, though, to arrive as of the time of this airing. So hopefully that's going to help. Yeah, but it's been a tough year for fires. And uh, there's still a bunch in northern Canada and uh, up in the Pacific Northwest, too. Um, so we have a check on the industry each week with our friend Rick Kessler. Rick is with uh, the executive editor of RV Business and Woodall's Camping Magazines. Those are kind of the industry bibles for industry news. And now uh, Rick has been checking in with us now every week for the past uh, month or so. And uh, he's uh, got a report for us this weekend. And once again... Camping World is making the news with their aggressive uh, acquisitions. Here's Rick. It's Mike and Jen. I know I sound like a broken record, but once again, Camping World tops the industry news this week. Already the world's largest RV dealership by far, Camping World bought two more stores, both in Arkansas, and announced each would become an exclusive store to a single brand with the first being Forced River RV in Little Rock and the other becoming Alliance RV in Northwest Arkansas. In other news, a company called IDS shared some data that I think you might find interesting. Uh, IDS is a company that provides dealership management systems to RV dealers and every month they aggregate the data they collect. Well, here's the information that's pretty interesting. In June, out of all of the units sold by the 282 participating dealerships, 70% were new RVs, meaning 30% were used RVs. 85% of those sold units were towable RVs, meaning only 15% were motorhomes. The average selling price was $52,241. 64% of those transactions were financed. The average rate, the average APR was 9.7%, and the average term for that financing was 191 months, which is just shy of 16 years. And lastly, Love's Travel Stop, as most of us know, has been adding RV sites to some of its pre-existing locations in the last couple of years, and mostly it's, you know, anywhere from 15 to 30 spots that they're putting in. It's a nice option for those RVers who just need a safe place to overnight with a few hookups and some nearby conveniences. Well, later this month, the Loves in Cannon City, Colorado, which is just west of Pueblo, is opening an actual RV park with over 100 campsites. Loves said the development is intended for campers as it will offer restroom and laundry facilities, a dog park, pickleball, basketball courts, and several community gazebos. Interesting developments, but it's going to help us all get to where we need to be much better, much safer, and much more comfortably. Well, that's the industry news this week. Mike and Jen, back to you. Thanks, Rick, and thanks for bringing up Loves, what they're up to, because we wanted to camp in one this year, but then uh, that serendipity, we moved on. But we are going to do that. We are going to camp at a Loves. Yeah, we had reservations at one of the Loves in, uh, I think, in Indiana someplace, and uh, something 
something crossed our path and we turned <laughs> left instead of going straight. But uh, we had a great, uh, great intentions, and we do want to check it out. And if you guys have been to one of those loves, uh, send some pictures and share it. We want to, uh, we really want to do a review on what those uh, campgrounds are like. And I'm glad to see them doing more of them. Yeah, tell us. Was it noisy? Was it pleasant? Uh, how did it work out for you? Our uh, email address is Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. When we come back, it is the RV tip of the week, and uh, Brenda from Queen Bee RV is going to give us some really helpful hot weather RV camping tips. So stay with us. Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable adventure in your RV? Our RV Lifestyle Travel Guide eBooks are your ultimate companions for exploring North America's most breathtaking destinations. They'll help you hit the road with confidence and make the most out of your RVing experience. We're Mike and Jennifer Wendland, and we are passionate explorers and the authors of an entire library of RV Travel Guide eBooks. We have meticulously put together detailed travel maps showing you the best routes, where to stay, what hidden gems to discover along the way. From the majestic Yellowstone National Park to the vibrant colors of Colorado, the awe-inspiring beauty of Utah, the enchanting deserts of Arizona, the tranquil Great Lakes region, the pristine wilderness of the Adirondacks, We've even done a captivating three-part guide to RV travel and camping in Florida. No matter where your wanderlust takes you, we've got you covered. Our curated list of must-see attractions ensures that you won't miss out on any unforgettable experiences. You want to witness the eruption of Old Faithful? We've got you covered. Craving an epic road trip through breathtaking landscapes? We've got the perfect route for you. Dreaming of beachside camping under the stars? We know the best spots. With our ebooks available for instant download at rvlifestyle.com books, you can have the knowledge you need right at your fingertips. Head over to rvlifestyle.com books and start exploring the wonders of North America today. Unforgettable adventures are waiting. Welcome back. It is time now for the RV tip of the week, and it's uh, from our friend Brenda of Queen Bee RV. Brenda is a certified RV inspector, and she's got a very timely tip for us this week. About how to make it not so hot in your rig, which is something that we need to know now. Right now. So right now. listen up. Here's Brenda from Queen Bee RV. Hey guys, it's over 100 degrees again here today in hot and sweaty Texas, so I thought it'd be a great time to go over some hot weather camping tips. Let's start with the campsite or wherever you're parking the RV. Let's try to pick one that makes the windows face north and south instead of east and west following the sun all day long. That will provide a little bit of shade coming into the windows on either side of the RV. And on that note, let's talk about the windows. You can use Reflectix, that silver bubble material. Sometimes your sunshade is made of those. I put those up in all of the windows to keep that radiant heat from beating down inside the RV all day long. You can also use your window awnings if you have them or your main awning to try and create some shade throughout the day. Weather permitting, obviously, if it's too windy, you can't put those awnings out. Next up, let's talk about the air conditioner. Get that thing serviced by a professional if you have not already done that this season. 
Keep your filters clean throughout the season. You can do that part yourself, but have a professional clean those evaporator and condenser coils. They could be dusty and dirty and filled with debris, and that would definitely inhibit airflow. And some of you guys are lucky enough, if you have a generator or an inverter, you can operate your air conditioner while you're traveling. Whether you have a motorized or a towable, you can operate that generator or inverter and turn on the air conditioner, let's say an hour or two before you get to your destination and start pulling some of that heat out of the furniture and the walls and the woodwork so it doesn't have to work so hard to start cooling down once you reach your destination. Another idea is plan your meals so that you are cooking outdoors or cooking indoors is a minimum. So you don't generate even more heat. And if you have an induction cooktop, use some type of appliance that won't generate more heat. Are you a female RV traveler? Would you like to learn more about operating your rig properly and safely, as well as a little troubleshooting and maintenance? Head to queenbeerv.com and click on events to find out the locations of our nationwide women's RV workshop tour. We'll see you there. Now back to you, Mike and Jen. Well, you know, Labor Day is just now just a few weeks away. And with that comes fall camping. Uh, so uh, practice those tips. You, you out there that are sweltering, it will get cooler, right? <laughs> Promise. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we have an uh, app of the week for you this week. We've been doing this regular. This is uh, courtesy of our friends at uh, NewTravelTech.com. That's our sister blog that kind of celebrates how technology enhances all aspects of uh, travel. And this is an app that we heard about from those ambassadors that we spent time with last week. And it's called Nomad Near Me. And it's a really cool app that you can get for iOS or Android. And what it does is it will list your friends uh, where they're camping and uh, show you on a map. And, and how many times have you, you know, kind of maybe gone through an area and one of your friends says, I just was there or I was there in that area too. And, you know, you, you maybe met him down the road, you know, a, a few months or a year ago and you would love to have seen him again. Well, this is the app where you kind of friend everybody that you want and it shows you where they are. And it also has something there so that maybe you don't want everybody to know where you are. Yeah, so you can set it so you're kind of off the grid and they don't, they <laughs> if don't you want see to be. it. And what I like about it is it'll show your location, but it won't be so specific that somebody's going to come knocking on your door at, you know, four in the morning or something. <laughs> hey, you're here too. You know, you don't want that. It has built-in messaging, so you can kind of contact each other and plan to get together and maybe grab a meal or share a campfire. Uh, it's a really cool thing. We made friends with, uh, we've been friending up all of the ambassadors that we met. And if you look for us, uh, we're RV Lifestyle Mike and Jen. That's our name on, uh, on Nomad Near Me. And uh, just send us a friend request on that app and you can see where we are. And, and uh, we, it's a really cool, uh, cool app. So, oh, you can also you set up all your interests, like uh, what kind of things you like to do. You like to hike or you like to fish or if you're a foodie or you like to go to breweries or if you have kids, how old they are. 
what kind of an RV you have, what, how you like to camp, state parks, you know, boondocking. It is a really neat little app. Uh, we all talked around about that on the campfire, around the campfire last week, and we all made friends. And I've uh, been playing with that map uh, ever since, and it's very cool. Nomad Near Me, and we'll put a link in the description below and on the show notes for this episode, which you always find at rvlifestyle.com. RV Question of the Week, coming up after this. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just on a shop. In fact, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you buy $99 or more in merchandise. You'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV questions of the week. And we want to tell you right again, we love getting your questions. We love getting your comments, your suggestions. And you can reach us at Mike and Jen at RVLIFESTYLE.com. All right. Question. We just bought a tiny cabin in the North Carolina mountains. It is located in West North Carolina, three miles from Tennessee. Very convenient location. Our question to you guys is, do you feel safe leaving your main residence alone for so long? We have an alarm and one of our daughters lives one block away, but I always feel very scared to be away for, so, for such long periods of time and the fear that someone knows that the house is not occupied. Please give us your thoughts in this matter. Maybe you can talk about it on your podcast. Thank you so much, Mary and Mike. Well, congratulations on the uh, North Carolina cabin. What a great place, a little base of operations and beautiful part of the country. Um, that's a great question. We get that a lot. Oh yeah, we. I think everybody who leaves their property is concerned. So there are lots of things you can do. Number one, make sure you have good neighbors and your neighbors kind of know, just touch in with somebody and tell them, you know, where you're going, how long you're going to be gone for. And um, it helps in our case that we have a son who's practically next door and, and uh, our son, our daughter-in-law, our two grandkids, they kind of keep track of our property for us. And we have great neighbors. Uh, we have um, a network of, of surveillance cameras. <laughs> so, so they're ring cameras, you know. Uh, front door in the back and uh, on the side. I've got them in trees. I've got them hidden. You know, people aren't going to see them. And uh, it's surprising how effective those really are. And you have all kind of monitors in the house in case there's water or anything. The heat goes out. There's all kinds of things that you've put in the house so that we can know what's going on. Also cameras in the house. Yep. If you want to turn on a camera and check and make sure that everything looks okay. And if you can, uh, I wish I have that on our property in Tennessee. Uh, you know, in uh, ours is, um, it's all battery powered, solar powered. So you, nobody's gonna cut the power to your house and, and, and you will get those alerts and they really are handy. Um, and, and then, you know, a security system. 
so uh, that's how we handle it and it's never been an issue for us i hate to say that but it's you know having good neighbors i think and somebody to check your house regularly and you know your neighborhood uh some our last house you could tell the sheriff's department when you were gone yes they did that you just told them and they would drive by your house more often and uh you know whether you're in a safe neighbor, relatively safe. There's always the exception. I, me I remember meeting one lady, and uh, the minute she'd left, somebody broke into her house. They could see that they had left. So you know your neighborhood. That being said, being careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's uh, one of the things I like about the Ring apps is um, they have a neighborhood, uh, kind of like a neighborhood watch community group on there, in that. People post pictures, hey, I saw this suspicious car, or lots of times they're lost dogs or lost cats. Um, it shows any crimes or break-ins around your area, and I, I check that quite often, um, and that's a real helpful too. But I think what you just said is really cool. Know your, you know your neighborhood, you know. Um, and I think you can't go wrong with having good neighbors who, who uh, know, you know, your kind of comings and goings. You're really lucky that you have family close by so that packages aren't piling up. Uh, rule of thumb is in the wintertime having your driveway plowed, not letting snow be <laughs> three feet deep. And it's very obvious that nobody's there. You know, the old standard thing, having lights rotate, go on in your house. Stopping your mail, not letting it accumulate mm -hmm. and spill out of your mailbox. Um, you know, cutting the lawn, having somebody do that if you're going to be gone for extended periods of time. So um, common sense. Common sense, and we've been doing this. This is we're going on our twelfth year now of this, and and we have not ever had a problem. But we do take precautions, and that's just part of life today. Well, what do you guys think? Maybe there's something we didn't mention that you do that gives you a little safety. So the moat, the trench around the house with the. Shh, I didn't want to tell oh, okay. anybody about that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> in the alligators that we put in. <laughs> yeah. there, I don't think you're supposed to have pet alligators, so I don't tell okay. anybody about that. Uh, send us your information, or if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on next week's podcast, Mike and Jen at rvlifestyle.com. Happy trails.